like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... Go for the go-go, go time. It's go time. That's the best time of the day. That's the time everybody gets excited about is go time. It's when the yeah, podcast it, goes forward in a forward direction. It's not fucking stop time. No, we wouldn't be talking no. if it were stop time. Go time. It's Nobody go. gets excited about stop time. It's go time. I mean, Unless I, you're in a squid I feel game. like I'm, I'm now at an age where I, I do get excited for stop time. Yeah, no, stop time, sleep time. That's When it's time to stop and put on my jimmy jams and crawl into my big comfort bed while starfish... Yeah, I get excited about that. Yeah, but we are old people. Yeah, we get old and sad. (laughs) Yes, but that is not this. So no, it's go time. And friend, your your tale of uh, construction woe directly out of your window actually is a great segue. Living in an active construction zone. Yeah, is actually perfect segue for the story that I found to tell you all about. Delightful. Um, Tell the tale. An Alabama man who called a wrecker service to have a 70-ton crane pulled out of the woods is now being charged with stealing said heavy machinery. He, uh, I mean, that's ballsy. To steal something that's 70 tons? Yeah, so so he stole it. I feel a little bit like if you can steal that, you can have it. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that point, It requires the rental of additional heavy machinery. No, And some sort of specialty license? I don't know how he got the keys, but uh, he definitely drives it. And here's what happens. So he calls his company and he's like, yo, I've got this. Somebody gave me the 70 ton crane. And they're like, hey, yeah, you can just have this. So the guy's like, I'd like to sell it for scrap. Thankfully, the owner of the like tow wrecking company person was like, I know who actually owns that. So they call him. They go, did you? And the owner of the company's like, no oh my god this is like mine. the the guy who sold the brooklyn bridge like yes. he literally just went i'll sell you that giant thing you can't fucking move yeah i'll sell it to you <laughs> so he does that the, so the cops are called and the man who is now attempting to sell the stolen piece of machinery hops in as if he's going to somehow escape oh in god. a 70 ton crane in a low yeah, speed i'm sure that thing chase. goes like 70 low miles per hour <laughs> crashes it into a ditch who oh, no. And is promptly arrested. And I'm sure now it's broken. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, a little bit damaged. In You're now, that... now on the hook for a slightly damaged 70-ton crane. Yeah, it's yeah. one thing to go to jail, but now you got to pay restitution for the fixies. You done yeah. fucked up. And then when I saw how old he was, I was like, yeah, you're 26. You're dumb. Oh, so for, yeah. So for some reason, I thought this was an old man. This, this felt like, feels old, like man. An old man thing. Or I guess suppose or drunk, young, young meth man. addict. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, maybe. Young drunk or some high on were meth. we Alabama? Maybe he's got some hillbilly heroin, you know? Mm. <laughs> he is hillbilly heroin. He's he's all he's all upped on that oxytocin and he is living the dream. He's just let's speedball motherfucker. I'm feeling loose and conversational. Let's go. Would you like mm. I would I need to sell these parts for scraps I, for more of my I heroin. Would like, I have run out of oxytocin, and I would like additional tosan, so I would sell this thing in the woods. You buy that. Can I get you know this thing's $100 weight in cash. Is that, is that possible? Just this thing's weight? 70 tons. Yeah. I'd do them all this weekend. 
I will also accept PlayStation gift cards if you do not have cash. Maybe you have a DoorDash credit you can transfer. No, nah, you got to get on that Xbox. They got the Game Pass. You can play all kind oh, of games. You can play all the games. A month. Yeah, yeah. Oh, iTunes? Nah, I, I do not fuck with iTunes. Got- I am a Samsung man. Samsung man, that still runs my Spotify account. Yeah, this man's fully still on his Spotify. On my Spotify. I'm real upset about that Joe Rogan fella. They just took him right off the air. He seems like a perfectly nice gentleman. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to stop. Yeah. So, needless needless to say, I guess moral of the story is don't do drugs and don't steal 70 ton cranes that don't belong to you. Or do drugs, just don't get caught. I, I feel like do recreational drugs as long as you're not harming others and stealing from others is harmful. That is harm. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. You I know, mean, what? I don't know. I have many questions. Why was this machinery in the woods? My guess is there was some sort of construction and it was easier to leave and then come back to. But they must okay. have left said keys in the ignition too because this man well, then got in and drove it. Also, I know not of heavy machinery. I could, when we're done, walk over. Yeah, there are many pieces of heavy days. machinery very close to me. I kind of assume they don't have keys. Maybe they don't. Maybe I there's think all they buttons. they probably do, because but... otherwise everybody just, like, every six-year-old across the realm would jump into unattended, unattended ass- machinery and drive it around. I yeah. assume it is like, those Six Ukrainians trying to steal Russian tanks, like they can get in there, they but don't they don't know, know how any of it works. No, that's you where know. you just press buttons, and then before you yeah. know it, you're driving down the Six road. Six-year-old well, me would have was... figured out how to drive a bulldozer 100% if given the opportunity. Know. There's apparently some Ukrainian girl, young younger woman, uh, who was posting YouTube videos of, if you get inside a Russian tank, here's how you drive it. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that I, I guess I just always assumed that, that it was some sort of push button start thing mm-hmm. and just there's no there's no steering wheel. There's no I would have no idea how to operate the machinery. Well, this is why people go to trade school. We did not go to said yeah. trade school. Yes, maybe. Hey, listeners, let us know. Does every machinery have keys? Yeah. Tell us. That's a UAB, University of Alabama bulldozer. <laughs> Come on down. Get your bulldozer degree bulldozing degree hell yeah, yeah. We're, we're the fighting dozers good name fuck I, I, I would put them in my march madness bracket if that was a real thing i would go back to school tomorrow to go to alabama bulldozer school fuck yeah that sounds fun <laughs> as shit oh my god bob's gonna come oh. back with some real interesting ideas that's for and sure. some some real unique new friends i feel yeah, like i bet yeah yeah. Speaking of Alabama, Alabama bulldozers. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> you just tripped right over that one. Blah, blah. Welcome to the Booze and Bruce podcast. Irish wristwatch. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. Drink thematically appropriate beer. And I'm normally good at tongue twisters, but apparently Alabama bulldozer it's too not something much, my brain can just easily reach for. Too much for your tiny lady brain to handle. My tiny, my woman brain. Your woman. Woman it's brain. Too, it's too busy thinking about menstruation and babies. And clothing and that's cooking why, and cleaning. That's why you're not allowed behind the wheel of a bulldozer. bulldozer. They made it just slightly too uh, complicated too for, a, for, a, for a, a, a tiny woman brain to understand. So that <sighs> she could not harm herself or others. Oh. <sighs> 
Oh, uh, speaking of harming yourself or others. <laughs> that yeah, a that's a really good tie to this week's episode. Yeah, so our beer this week is... Mad Butcher IPA from Mankato Brewery in Mankato, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. So this, uh, the can art has a very crazy looking sort of butcher man hacking up like a chicken, it looks like. And so we were like... Yeah, he's doing a chop. He's doing a chop. He's doing a chop, and he's got a rubber chicken in his other hand for some TBD reason. Yeah, he likes to, he likes to intimidate the dead chicken before he kills, kills the chicken. It he's with like, a- I need a rubber chicken to cut up this chicken because I'm mad. I'm mild. So we thought, all right, Mad Butcher, what are we going to do? I have an idea. Murder. Murder. Just, just straight up murder. fucking true crime murder. murder. Yeah. And uh, buckle up, man. Yeah, I'm sure we found some good ones. Yeah, of the butchery variety. We said no big heavy hitters, no big long serial killers. Right. There's other shows for that. It's too much. Right, right, right. So, so first up, I'm. I mean, it is a serial killer, but it's not like Ted Bundy. There you go. So I'm going to tell you about Robert Hansen, aka the Butcher Baker. And candlestick maker. No. Mm. And fourth member of, of the Backstreet the Boys. Pop stars, Hansen. the Hanson brothers. <laughs> the more murderous arm. He's part of the murder yeah. arm of the Hanson family. Yeah. Uh, so It's like the bonus Jonas, only with murder. Yeah. You may <laughs> and remember. No music. You may remember his hit song, mm, Chop. Get out. Oh, there it is. Get out. <laughs> Get absolutely not you stay if those are the gems you're bringing you know it was interesting about this and we'll get to it in a little bit but you know the name butcher baker i get the baker he was a baker but butcher nah, i don't know that's a little he butchered humans uh did he we'll find out i'll tell oh, you did he did. not kill people is this a serial I mean, killer doesn't kill people he kills people but not like i wouldn't say they're butchered like i when you say butcher to me i think axes and hacks oh, on people up. You You think Fun. that he's going to turn you into cutlets. Yeah. Yep. And feed milk yeah. to pigs. That's my story. Yeah. That's, that is, tune into that one. So, yeah. Robert Christian. Anderson. Robert Christian Horner. <laughs> if you're a Formula One fan, that would make sense. Robert but, Christian Anderson. Uh, Robert Hans Christian Anderson um, was born on February 15th, 1939 in Esterville, Iowa. Oh, he grew up, though, in uh, nearby Pocahontas, the princess city of Iowa. Wait, is the name of the city Pocahontas the princess city? It's just called Pocahontas. But the nickname that they call them colon the princess city. That's Mm -hmm. that's what it says on their street signs. But yes, the now now entering Pocahontas, the princess city. Oh, God, there should not be a sign that says now entering Pocahontas. If that exists, you should take that sign down. That's not a good sign. Bad. It's All not bad. a good sign. It's not. I really hope they don't. I have can't it. be the first one to have been offended by this sign. Now, 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 sliding lustfully into Pocahontas. Oh my God. Get out. Um, no. He spent his youth uh, helping out his father at the family bakery. He was described by a former teacher as quote an average student whose performance was below average no. because he was made to get up at 2 a.m. every day to help his dad at the bakery. And by the you time make he those got... croissants. Yeah, those... C's and D's is what I'm hearing. So those uh, those delightful donuts, croissants, bread, 
bagels. I get yeah, it. Yeah, man, it's time to make the it's time to make the donuts. You got to start early for that shit. Play mm-hmm. with some dough, stupid. So by the time he got to school, he would have put in like nearly a full day's of work at the bakery. Oh, yeah. Would come to school and promptly fall asleep. Yeah, so, no shit. He's like, I don't need fucking fractions. Yeah, yeah. I got. I just know how to count bakery things. I don't need to understand how yeast works. I just need to know how yeast works. And I do yes. because I've seen. Hell yeah. Um, to make matters worse, uh, especially for a young, young man in the throes of puberty, uh, he suffered from terrible acne. Oh, no. Um, and what year is this? 1940s or 1950s, okay. I'd say. 1950s. Okay. They used to call him Olive Loaf. Okay. So cruel. He used, to call so him pump- <laughs> he used to call him, what is the, the meat with the spots in it? Oh, um, Corned beef? No, like bologna. Yeah, the bologna that like has the little pepper Bo- spots in it. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. I My know. parents used to buy that every now and again. Uh, anyway, as Robert himself described, quote, My gosh, I looked like a freak. Oh, oh. no. My face. It's probably hard. Like, you, he's growing up at a time when like, there's not really good Proactive medicine. does not exist. I'm sure it was like, put some sulfur on your face, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Go stick your face in cold water, the end, and some I'm acid. Sure, or, or it was like, here's here's a, a small tincture of mercury. Right. To, yeah. You know, I'm sure yeah, it was yeah. awful. Rub uranium on your face. Yeah. It will go away. Uh, my face was always one big yellow pimple. All through high school and even all through the service, it embarrassed me to no end to even be around people. Oh, poor um, guy. And I mean, I'm, I feel like we're not supposed to like him, but. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, do not like this man. I mean, you can feel sorry for him. Like, obviously, these are all things that lead up to his serial killerness. Um, yeah. And on top of the fact that he had very bad acne, he also developed a stutter when his parents decided to make him right-handed when he was naturally a lefty. Oh, shit. Why would you do that? Uh, back in the day, people just didn't understand left-handedism. And they were like, you clearly are right. You need to be right-handed. Everybody else is. Well, it was also seen to be it's like weird. evil, too. Wasn't yeah, it? Like, or something. But yeah, he was forced to be No, right- son of mine's going to be left-handed. That's the devil's just, hand. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I, the religion as a whole seems dumb. But to just be like, I'm not going to let my child write with their dominant hand seems like a weird... It's a weird flex. Um... It doesn't but, seem like you know, his parents were great people either. They were very strict, didn't really let him have friends. They tell, like, he had to focus his all of his free time on the bakery. On baking, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, you know, whenever Robert would get up the courage to try to stutter out a date request to a female at his school, mm. he was almost always shut down. Quote, I can probably count on one hand the number of dates I had through high school. It's hard to explain uh, that what it was like to always be wanting. And I ask a girl and she says, no, I'm sorry. I've got something else planned. Okay, so he's like a 1950s incel. <laughs> 100% this man would be an incel. Like today, in today's thing, he would be Shooting up Pilates classes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So after high school, um, Robert joined the military. He enlisted in the Army Reserves, uh, served for only a year before being discharged. And but, you know, to Robert's credit, he eventually did find Lerv. Uh, He found somebody willing to deal with. And then so he was left with horrible acne scars once his acne cleared up. So he had a very pockmarked face and he had the stammer 
throughout his whole life. Like that. Hey, man, there's a lid for every pot. There is, and he found yeah. uh, every love. gross pot, every disgusting, every, every, every disgusting pussy pot. full filled pot. There's a lid for it. That's right. And in 1961, he married Phoebe Paget, also of Pocahontas. Oh my um, god! I bet Phoebe was really hard for him to say. <laughs> he just said girl no i bet yeah. that's hard to say too wife wife there you go no because i oh he just grunted yeah, where, where at her. He, he, grunted. You? he just grunted at her <laughs> woman <laughs> like a fucking caveman um anyway so that marriage was short-lived however because prior to the wedding robert was accused of burning down the school bus barn the school bus barn. Yep. The Classic. Barn, one the, of those things you do. The barn. God, I hate it when my school bus barn blows down. My school bus, bus barn, barn burns, burns down. down. <laughs> <laughs> why, why am I giving myself tongue twisters today? Well, you know what? You didn't give yourself this one. Robert gave us this one. Yeah. Fuck you, By Robert. burning down the school bus barn. By burning yeah. down the school bus barn. Um, Robert, what had the school bus barn done to him? You know what? I don't know. But I do know for a fact that most arsonists, like people who start out with arson, eventually lead to what happens with Mr. Hansen. So this is just this is just the tip of his murder iceberg. Got it. This is like one of those. It's not on the trifecta, but it's adjacent. Well, he's like trying to make a point, I think. And so the first point he sort of makes is arson. He's seeking attention through negative behavior. Or less. Um, By burning down a, a bus- school bus mark. That's right. Bus mark. Um, prior to the wedding, Robert, so he was accused of this. He maintained his innocence throughout, got married. Um, and then a few months later, finally admitted, yeah, okay, that was me that burned yeah, down Yeah, I burned barn. down that school bus barn. Um, he My was... Maybe that's why he burned it down. He couldn't say it. He's like, this word is impossible to say. Just call it a garage. They called it that on purpose. Because well, they wanted to, to fuck with just him. to mess with just me to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was That'll sentenced, show him, and then he killed them all. <laughs> yeah, he was sentenced to bake them into bread. There mm, we go. Delicious donuts. Uh, he was sentenced to three years in jail uh, or prison, I should say. Three years for burning down a school bus barn. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It was his first offense. How old was he? Uh, what year was it? Sixty-one. He was. 20 late 20s huh so he was almost 30 he was 29 he was really old but this was also they were like well you're white and the baker's son it's fine it's fine i mean that i'm i'm uh three years seems like a long time to burn down a building that no one was in yeah he is gross oh just wait till you get to his sentence for the next crime which is significantly more um he he is gross and weird but he does make a nice croissant so uh three three years i guess yep in exchange for a lifetime supply of pretzels it's <laughs> gone we're gonna you're gonna serve three years and 14 dozen chocolate chip cookies yeah per day you've got to get in that prison uh bakery anyway his wife left him very shortly after um not oh no so he was very shortly married he's seven months yeah seven months mm. um while in prison he was diagnosed with manic depression with periodic schizophrenic episodes Oh, just periodic, um, though. Yeah, not all the time, yeah. just yeah, occasionally. 
Uh, his personality was described as infantile and he uh, who was obsessed with getting back at the people who felt he felt had wronged him. Oh, no. Oh, great. That that never ends poorly. No, no, no. This seems like a gentleman who's on the up and up. He's got yeah. a bright future ahead of himself. Yes. A, a white man who feels that society has wronged him has never gone on to commit heinous crimes before. <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> Uh, yes. Was he prescribed anything to help with uh, these depression slash schizophrenic episodes? Not yet. More more uh, mercury and, uh, yeah, more, and sulfur. And, right. Just rub some chemicals on your face. You'll be fine. Uh, but he was released after serving two of his three year sentence. OK. OK. So, so I mean, the depressed and schizophrenic. I will let you out early. The depressed schizophrenic firebug. Yep. He's good. He's fine. What could possibly go wrong? Well, yeah. I uh, mean, have you, had, like, a, have you had his shortbread cookies? I think they might change your mind. Yeah. Look, I understand he is he, he is a danger to other school bus barns. Mm-hmm. However, we have some black people who smoked weed, so we need to make room for them. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. There are some brown people who we're not sure how they came to this country. We got to put them in there. Yes. Yeah. So we got to clear out and make some room. This white man is obviously fine. He's been reformed. (laughs) He no longer hates school bus barns. He doesn't. I asked him and he said they're okay with him. Yeah. You know what? In all fairness, all he's done is burn down the school bus barn. But since he has burned it, it is gone. So all of his aggression seems to be towards school bus barns. And there are no longer any more in the vicinity. It's been burned down. Can't burn it again. Can't burn it again. Even though the doctor's like, he does seem to be hell-bent on getting revenge on the people who wronged him, but apparently the people who wronged him are school buses. (laughs) I don't think it's the buses. I think it's the barn. (laughs) The barn has wronged him. He remarried in 1963. Oh Uh, my God. This man has found two two women women to marry him. Willing to marry him. And this woman produced two children with him. Oh, so also willing to fuck him. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, in 1967, he and his family moved to Alaska, Anchorage, to be exact, where he opened a very successful bakery. Oh, no. Uh, he also got into big game hunting, a fact which will be relevant later in yeah. the story. Yeah, and then he tried to hunt the most dangerous game. Uh, you nailed it. Yep. Yep. I, 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 it's whenever someone is in trouble with the law and then moves to Alaska, and, I really and develops a love of hunting. You can only it's imagine a real, where this goes. It's a real red flag situation. Mm-hmm. A, a big time red the flag. The warning signs were there. I don't know how we didn't see them. It's true. Um, yes. In 1971, uh, Robert was arrested twice. First for kidnapping and an, an attempted rape of a housewife, an unidentified woman. Oh, well, she's not that important. She's just a woman. And then... And did you see what she was wearing? Her snowsuit was rather (laughs) tight-fitting. She's a whore. An Alaskan whore. Yes. Well, no, no, no. She wasn't the Alaskan whore. He did rape an Alaskan whore. uh, A prostitute. Oh, great. He did rape a prostitute. Love that. Yep. Um, He pleaded no contest uh, to assault with a deadly weapon for the attack on the housewife. And the rape charge was dropped altogether as part of a plea bargain. Oh, my God. Uh, He served six months. Six months. He burned down a bus barn three years. He raped, tried to rape somebody, raped somebody. And they're like, six months. Yeah. Again, I will continue. 
Yeah. The the anthill I will die on is the fact that if you try to do a crime and you do it shitty, <laughs> that's on you and you shouldn't get less of a sentence. If you tried to do a murder, but you were shitty at murder, you should still- it shouldn't be a lesser sentence than if you did the murder. Because you tried. Because you tried, but you failed. You shouldn't get less time because you sucked at it. Yeah. So he served six months, I think, of a five-year sentence and was released. Six months of five years? And I hate was, our justice system. Yeah. And our 1970s It's just, just crimes are against system. women, so they're it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's just, yeah. That's uh, definitely it, not an escalation. No. No. Remember when I said arson leads to yeah. rape? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. He fits the profile. I mean, yeah, at least the victims have gone downhill. He started at a, at a school bus bar. Now it's just a woman. Then it so. was a then it was a housewife, and they're respected in society. And now it's just a bunch of prostitutes and, well, fuck them. And to be fair, he did not rape that housewife. So, so it's a mulligan. Now, we were unable to prove whether or not he raped that school bus barn. <laughs> oh, we definitely raped that school bus barn. We, we have reason to believe. He did. Uh, and uh, There was one particular corner that took a real long time to burn as it was very moist. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robert was released into a uh, work release program. Where he uh, went from uh, rape to rape and murder. Almost immediately after being released from prison. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yep. That's I love great. that. He's growing as a person. He really, yes. He's growing as a murderer. I love that for him. Um, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that journey for you. I love that. Police believe he started killing in 1972, but Robert really got into his groove in 1980, killing about one person a month until he was caught in 1983. Well, it was his hobby. What else was he supposed to do? That's right. By 1983, Alaska state troopers believed that the discovery of several bodies around Anchorage were connected to each other. So they called in the FBI profiler, John Douglas, to work up a profile of their suspect based on what they found with the three bodies. Also, um, how... Again, he's very bad at crimes because I'm like, you live in Alaska. Yep. Leave the body somewhere where it won't be found. Right. And bears will eat it. He does learn that eventually. His early kills. So these were some of the earlier I've bodies never that murdered anyone nor been to Alaska. And and that was not a big jump to make, you know? So he eventually, like I so said. All so all in all, I'm a better murderer is what I'm saying. It's what, yeah, no, no. And I believe that. I know that is your, your truth. Yeah. Um, no. So his first few victims were left side of roads on construction sites near rivers, like places where they could be found. Yeah. Later victims were so, and he did bury. I'll get to this. I'm jumping ahead, but it's fine. He would bury his early victims and then give a sky burial to the others. So oh. some bodies have not been recovered because they have been eaten. So yeah, I mean that's again that seems the way to go. Yeah, he grew. Also, how did he not try to burn them? He got a real boner for burning things. The boner for burning things just went away when the uh, boner for murder got a little strong. Oh, he yeah. scratched that itch elsewhere. Yes, exactly. So uh, Douglas came in. He investigated the case, the bodies, etc., and he thought that the killer would be an experienced hunter with low self-esteem. Here we go. <laughs> check. Have a, a history, history of bad acne and a stutter. A history of being rejected by women, check, and, <laughs> and would be compelled to keep souvenirs from his victims, such as jewelry. Douglas also suggested our killer may have a stutter. 
Not bad for just that three bodies insane. and but no suspect. How the fuck did he get stutter out of that? Criminal profile, like all that mind hunter shit. I'm just so, like, I don't fascinating. know how you do it, but I'm glad you, you do. I'm glad you exist because holy shit. When I read that and I'm like, damn, that's spot fucking on that's wild. with yeah. our murderer here. Um, police hone, honed in on They're Robert. like white middle-aged male because of course. Of course, most serial killers are middle-aged white men. Yeah. Women don't do it often, but when we do, we go real big. Yeah. God, look, we have shit to prove, okay? Yep. Yep. We got to um, make up for that that curve, you know? We get, we get 83 cents on the dollar for each murder. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we don't talk about that gender murder gap. Yeah. We just hit pay equality day was like this week, so. Yeah. Oof. So, yeah, we definitely got a lot of work to make up on. Police honed in on Robert. In June 1983, only because he let a victim get away. Um, oh. Yep. So 17-year-old lady of the evening named Cindy Paulson, which is sad that she's 17 and has to prostitute. Okay. So so that's a, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a sex trafficked child. Yep. Yep. So a sex trafficked child, Cindy Paulson, escaped um, from Robert's clutches and told police what happened. Uh, so her story was she was offered $200 for a blowy. And when she got into the car, $200 for a blowy. I would like you to keep that in mind for my story. Okay. Um, yes. He well, the, Wait, what year was this? 1983. He was Jeez. known because he prostitutes because of what he looked like. He was always afraid. He would use his money as a, like, hey, check me out, do whatever. And he would use that as a way to lure in the women because who's going to turn down $200? I'm also like, for do, we know, do we know that this child was actually a sex worker or was she a hard on her luck child whose parents needed help and someone offered her $200 for a blowjob? She was a self-described prostitute. Ugh, poor baby. I know. That is a nearly $600 blowjob in today's today dollars. That in today money. That is insane. Yep. He would pull out wads of cash. So obviously all of the... Wads for wads. That's right. Mm-hmm. All of the ladies would come to him <laughs> while he came in their face. And he... Uh, that's what. So that's how he would lure his victims. Because how are you... If you're down on your luck in 1983, how else are you going to... I mean, I'm also like, I wonder if it became a supply and demand issue, because if you live in Alaska, there's not a lot of people. Right. And then you start murdering all the sex workers. Mm. You're starting to run out of sex workers. You might run out. So now the sex workers left are able to inflate their rates because it's a supply chain issue. Mm -hmm. Did you know the hookers were in on it? The prostitutes were in on the murders. They would (laughs) sacrifice people like Cindy so they could then increase their overhead. I love it. I mean, it's nice to see women-owned businesses succeed. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he would offer... There's a real, real cutthroat business up here. He offered her $200 for a blowy. When she got in the car, he pulled a gun on her, uh, handcuffed her hands in front of her body, and um, took her uh, to his home nearby where he yeah. raped and tortured her. I feel like in today money, in 2022 money, if someone said $200 for a blowjob, I'd be like, that is a lie and you're going to murder me. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Yeah. There's no way that's legit. There's, yeah, yeah. Because in my Patreon, what you hear about, this lady was hooking for three bucks. (laughs) 
So I'm just like, for two hundred dollars in Alaska in nineteen eighty three, you could buy a homestead. <laughs> like I'm just like, there's no way that's that's legit. Yeah. These are definitely That is a women. Nigerian prince offering you ten million dollars if you give him five thousand. You know? Yep. Uh so after a quick power nap, he put Oh, her, he's so tired. He was so tired after he's his so rape sleepies. and torture. He uh, took her, put her into his truck where he drove her to Merrill Field Airport, where he told her he was going to take her to his cabin while he was loading the cockpit of his plane, which he did not have a license for because (laughs) doctors had prescribed him lithium after another arson incident in between the rapes. Uh, from earlier. Oh man, this guy. Oh, so he is still burning. He is still in he, touch he with his roots. He did a couple burns, yeah. and then he like you know got into the the rapies. Yeah, I so, mean when he yeah. couldn't find a a sex worker yep. to murder, you yeah. just have to burn buildings down. Just got burned yeah. down, and so jizz anyway, all over him. What's the closest was, thing you've got to a bus barn around here? Uh, <laughs> bucket seal station. That's it. Good. Yeah, you got a you got a, a bear cabin moose a a, whale, a whale wharf. <laughs> <laughs> Some what are those like fishing shacks when you're doing ice fishing? Yeah, just an ice fishing sure. shack. Uh, so anyway, Cindy saw an oper- er, an opening. She escaped uh, running out into the busy street where she was picked up by some guy she flagged down. Good for you, Cindy. Good she, for fucking even you. Even better, she left her shoes purposefully in Robert's car so she had a uh, connection to her being in his automobile. Nice. She knew. She was Sneaky. like, I'm going to nail this guy. Um, with that crack profile plus Cindy's story, police got a warrant to search all of Robert's stuff, his airplane, his uh, properties, the bakery, etc. And there they found jewelry belonging to the victims, um, three aeronautical charts with a total of 37 little X's on it, with some of those oh. X's corresponding to the location where certain bodies had been found. Oh. Um, with mounting evidence to uh, show that he is guilty of killing people, he did confess to the murders. Um, so what would happen to these poor women? As Cindy described, deal would be made. They would go into his car and he would often say, meet me at my blue car. So they would go and they would tell their friends i'm going with a guy he's driving a blue car but then he'd pull up in like a brown car grab her and take her away so that way the police would be on the lookout for the wrong color car oh man crimes in the 80s man crimes in the 80s um so he would immediately once a transaction was made he would immediately pull their hair put a gun in their face handcuff them and threatened to kill her if she didn't do what he said those who agreed to do every fucked up thing he said lived he didn't kill every person that he got into his car. Those who fought back would die. Um, as Robert put, he said they So there were other stayed. women who yes. knew this man was out there hunting mm-hmm. and didn't go to the police. They didn't know that he was hunting women. He just... They, yeah, they just he, knew that he like he had some weird proclivities. Yeah. So he would take them to his house where he would like rape them and torture them. But if they went along with it, he would take them back home. He then wouldn't fly them out to the airfield and then let them loose and fucking hunt them. Yeah, I get, again... And they did not report any of this, probably no, because, because they were sex workers and they yeah. felt the police yeah, wouldn't help that's them. That's illegal. What, what are you going to do? And who's oh. going to believe the sex worker over the very successful business owner? You ask me. In 1983, they're 100% believing yeah, the business they were owner. Fucked. There was nothing they could do. Awful. They even were literally Cindy, and figuratively fucked. Even after Cindy told her story, they went to Robert to ask him like what was going on. He's like, she's trying to extort me. And they were like, yeah, you might be right. 
Yeah, Even because we don't believe evidence. women. Why believe women? Yep, especially 17-year-old sex workers. So anyway, um, the staying, you know, Robert would say those, those women would stay and staying involved being driven out to the plane, which he purposely adorned with very small call letters on the side so the planes couldn't be identified. And um, he would fly them out to areas not normally populated, release them, they would run, and he would hunt them down. Like the big game that he loved to hunt so much. Um, at first, like I mentioned, he would bury his victims. After a while, he realized burying means they might be found. So he just would leave them where they lay and animals... Let nature take its course. Yeah. Animals would eat them. So a, lot, so a few of these victims haven't been found. Um, now, before you go saying, well, he's just a woman hater... Robert would like to clarify that statement. He is not okay. a woman hater. Oh, please. good. I can't wait to hear what um, he thinks He happened. clarified in an interview, quote, I would venture to say I started to fall in love with every one of them because he wanted their friendship. Yeah. But, oh, yes. Poor man. You've suffered so. Yes. But this love didn't apply to prostitutes who were most of his victims. These women were lesser human beings, according to him. And these lesser human beings, he would allow to um, give him blowies because he could not possibly bring himself to ask for oral sex from his wife or any other woman that he was sleeping with willingly. Oh, because it's such a um, a, a gross, an immoral act. uh, Yes, exactly. So that is why he would always ask for blowjobs from these women. And then because they were lesser thans, he would kill them. Um... Yeah, Robert uh, pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 461 years plus an additional yes. life. There you with, go. Plus an additional life without parole. Just nice. thrown in on top of that, just in case he made it the 461 yeah. years. Just um, in case. I mean, maybe he's serving them concurrently. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Maybe. Yeah, might have been a lot of preservatives in that bread. <laughs> oh God! As DA Victor Crumb made famous uh, for pulling his name out oh of the God, goblet the of fire. Oh my God! The baker's taken down by a dude named Crumb. No way. Not just any crumb. Victor Crumb, the like Ukrainian guy from fucking Harry Potter, who was was in the Goblet of Fire, who nice. took Hermione out to the dance. I was like, Victor Crumb? I had to Google. I was like, is that the same? Yes. No. But yeah, the baker was taken out by Victor Crumb, um, <laughs> who uh, said that Robert would be in prison, quote, for the duration. Oh, good. You're not oh, going to let him out. the duration of the earth. You're not going to let him out after six months? I'm he glad. said he was sorry. Is, is he still in prison? Is he dead? So good old Crumb was right. Robert was in prison until his death from natural causes in 2014. Oh, fuck that guy. Yep. Awful. So that is the story of the butcher baker. See, they call him butcher baker, but he didn't like quite butcher people. He just shot him. Just shot him. Just shot him. We don't know what he did to the bodies he left. That's true. No, he he did admit, you know, he had confessed to the killings and he said what he would do. He was just like shoot him. And most of them were like shot in the back. Like they were running away and they were being hunted and then he would just leave them and probably rub one out and then go home. Gross. Yes. Fun. All right. Well, if you like that, stick around. (laughs) Stick around. Get excited for the next grizzly murder. Hey, everybody. It's your old pal, Bobby Bulldozer. And when I'm not moving around dirt, I'm listening to the Booze and Brews podcast. Sometimes I do them at the same time. Hey, go to iTunes and leave a review. Just dump your dirt right there. Good thumbs up. Great job. Also, take yourself over to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Booze and Brews. Audio episodes, video episodes, show scheduled by the very talented handsome engineer Bob. He likes a bulldozer. I'd like to show him one that I drove. 
Also, social media websites. We got them, you got them. What about Facebook? Booze and Bruce. What about Twitter? Booze and Bruce. And what about an Instagram? Booze and Bruce podcast. Put up a picture of your bulldozer and make sure you tag me in it so I can see the bulldozer you drive. It's my favorite. Okay, back to the show. I know that like there's a thousand true crime podcasts out there that are comedy podcasts, but like it is rough. Like these stories are dark. Yeah. Shit's hard. There's, you know, there's a good reason we stick to the dead people. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always a dead person in our stories because that's how you make a ghost. Yep. But it just, I don't know, hits different. Well, when they're murdered versus when they do something stupid, you know? And then they become yeah. a ghost because they did a dumb dumb. I mean, we do a lot of murders on this show. I yeah. don't know. I but don't know not why. Serial, maybe. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I chose this and I'm like, this is so sad. <laughs> I love true crime and I'm just like, I don't know why today it's like hitting hard. Oh no. Uh speaking of hitting hard, mm. I'm going to tell you about the in absolutely no way related to me. Killer, Lawrence Singleton. Totally related to you. Larry. Absolutely. This is actually your father. And <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. You are, your dad is totally a serial killer. I've oh met my him. God. He super is. <laughs> no. I mean, the man owns a lot of guns. He does. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them and makes his own He's bullets. A- so you cannot track them. He is a large, imposing man. He could be a serial killer. He could be. Just saying. I mean, I uh, when I did the 23andMe, I did the like, do you want to share with law enforcement? I was like, fuck yeah. Any of my relatives do a crime. I'm happy to test it against my DNA. You do a crime, you're going down. <laughs> I like it. I am not here to protect you. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't do How crimes. How else are you going to learn? Yeah. So, Lawrence Singleton, again, nowhere related to me, mm. also known as... The Mad Chopper. Ooh. Oh, man. This Which, is a chop-heavy murder episode. Butcher Chop-heavy. I was like, this Mad is chopper. good. This felt like the right one for that beer. Yeah, Mad Butcher. Totes. <sighs> okay. So, uh, uh, we start our tale on September 29th, 1978. Okay. We uh, start our tale with young Mary Vincent. Hello, Mary. Mary Vincent. Quinn. Um, she is a child. Oh. She is 15 years old. Okay. Oh, no. She there's she's from Las Vegas. She's having some trouble at home. Her parents are going through a very messy divorce. She's one of seven children. Oof. Um, And she uh, she's a dancer. She's been dancing uh, like competitively and professionally pretty much her whole life. And she is a very good dancer. Like she is at 15 booking like Vegas showgirl shows. She just wants to dance. She just wants to dance. Um, so she, but she's having all this trouble at home. So she just, she runs away. Okay. And so she's experiencing homelessness. She's living on the streets, which to be honest is a fairly normal thing for a teenager in the seventies to do. Yeah. Yeah. You could just do Um, it. It was so much simpler back then. Yes. So she ends up in Berkeley, California, Northern California. That is not Las Vegas. (laughs) No, I, I, and I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure how she got there. I'm not a hundred percent sure where she's going. Right. Most reports seem to say that she was trying to get to LA, which I think she went the wrong way. She definitely went the wrong way. No, 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 no. So she's in Berkeley Mm -hmm. and she's experiencing homelessness. She's living in on the streets and she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. I want to get back to my dancing. I want to get my put my life back together. Okay. I'm ready to stop being an angsty youth. Right. Like, 
Yeah. So she's she's trying to, I assume, a like suburb of LA where her grandfather lives. Okay. Because her grandfather's like, if you come here, you can live here. I'll take care of you. You don't have to live with your parents, but you cannot be on the streets anymore. That's a good grandpa. Also Better grandpa note, would have picked her up. Also, anyway. also of note, a great dancer himself. Oh, he yeah. was yeah. known for his Charleston. Really a great yeah. soft shoe guy. Amazing. Um, so she is, as very normal in the 70s, decides to hitchhike to get down to Grandpappy's house. <sighs> Grandpappy, um, this is where you failed. Money for a bus ticket. I mean, overcome. But again, it's the seven. It was a super normal thing to do. People did it daily. Like they would hitchhike to work, hitchhike to school. The trust people in the early, like from, I would say before whenever serial. So like 1980 and before, maybe even like 1985 and before. The trust people had in complete fucking strangers. Yeah. Insane to me. Insane to me. Anyway, yes. sorry. So she is standing. She's uh, hitchhiking in, in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. She just has a sign that says South. Oh, okay. So uh, a man south? in a van. Look, she south. doesn't know how to spell Woodland Hills. Well, uh, I think she was trying to get to Corona. <laughs> um, but I think she was based, She was thinking, I'm going to get someone to take me. Because it's a long drive. Yeah. It's the the length of California. I think she was just trying to get further south and we get another ride and get yeah. another ride. The chances of her finding someone going to her exact location was low. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I get so it. she was I like, I'm going south. So a nice white, uh, older to middle-aged man. He's 50 years old. Um, he's a His name is L- L- Lawrence. Goes by Larry. Uh-huh. Um, he's a former merchant marine. He pulls up in a white van. And he sees her sign and he's like, hey, I'm headed like kind of towards L.A. L.A. is honestly a little out of my way, but I can take you there. Oh, Um, and so she's on she's waiting. She's hitchhiking. And there happen to be two other people who are also hitchhiking at the same spot. Okay, And he says, I can only take one of you fits in my car, even though he has a a nearly empty van. That's a red flag. Red flag. Number one. Yes. So the other two people are like. This is Sketch City. Do not get in that van. Yeah, I agree. And with she them. says, she tells them, he looks like my grandfather. Oh no. oh, no. So I trust him. I'm gonna get a ride with him. So she gets in the car and they drive off. And he's like, I have to stop at my house real quick and then we'll get on the way. Nope. And he does. No, he stops at his house real quick. He does whatever he needs to do. And then they get on their way. And it's nighttime. She feels safe mm-hmm. because he's he's doing what he said. He's like a kindly old gentleman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> old, he's old 50. 50. He's mm-hmm. older to her. She is a child. Yeah, she's 15. Um, so she t- falls asleep. In the car. Okay. Um, and then when she wakes up, she realizes that they are chopped. not. She, she, <laughs> She's missing a leg. We're going to get to it. Oh, no. Oh, geez. So she wakes up and realize they're supposed to be taking the I-5 down. Yep. They realize She realizes we're not on the I-5. We're like headed the other way. He was actually headed towards Nevada. Ooh. And she's Ooh. like, this is the wrong way. This is not where you said. And she starts freaking out. And she's like, you need to turn around. You, we need to go back. This is not where you said you were taking me. I. This is not what you should be doing. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Honest mistake. I didn't realize I'd gotten turned around. You're right. I will turn the car around and we'll get back on track. Oh boy. So she's like, okay. So she, so she's again, he's building trust with her. Mm-hmm. So she's, so he's like, okay, he find he has to drive a while yeah. until he finds a spot to turn around, oh, which feels Jesus. real sketch. Yeah. But he eventually finds a spot to turn around. 
And as he like turns around, he drives a little bit more and he's like, I really have to pee. And she's like, well, there's a rest stop in 15 miles. And he's like, no, I have to pee right now. So we're just going to pull off to the side of the road and I'm going to go pee. Get out, stretch your legs. We've been in the car a long right. time. So he pulls over to the side of the road, gets out to go pee. She gets out too, stretch her legs. She realizes her shoelaces are untied. Huh. She's like, huh, peculiar. But she's like, I got to tie these shoelaces because she's not 100% trusting of this dude. And right. as she bends over to tie her shoelaces, he hits her in the back of the head with a fucking hammer. Jesus. Oh. So okay. I think... One, not his first rodeo, and two, the shoelace thing is his jam. You yeah. know? Yep. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, people are obviously going to want to bend over to tie their shoes. Perfect yep. opportunity. So he hits her on the back of the head with a hammer. She comes to consciousness, tied up in the back of his van with her arms and legs basically spread eagle in Oof. the back of his fucking van. Okay. Where he rips all of her clothes off her and proceeds to rape her over and over again. Ugh. Uh, then he, then it, they like go to sleep and then he drives to a second location, like further out into the middle of nowhere. Great. Pulls over again, continues Does to it rape all her over again. Do, oh. I, I think an escalation of things that were done. Great. Great. Um, and he forces her to, like, as they pull over the second time, he forces her to drink something, some sort of like liquor. Oh God. So she's like sort of in and out of consciousness a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and so he rapes her again, and then she again it, like passes out. She wakes up as she's being dragged like through underbrush. Oh great! Gee, um, Mary's probably like, "Well, I know where this is ending. This is not well." So she starts to like plead with him, and she's like, "Please, please, just set me free! Like, please, just set me free!" Mm-hmm. So then he stands her up. He cuts the ties that are like connect because her hands are tied together. Yeah. So he cuts the ties that are connecting her hands together, and he says. Oh, I'll free you. Ooh. And then he proceeds to hack off her left arm. Oh, my God. One ha- has a hatchet and one fell swoop cuts off her left arm just below the elbow. Jesus Christ. She is freaking out. No shit. And she- you, have no- you woke up in this morning with an arm. Now you don't have no, one. I don't have one. And she is reaching for him with his right arm, with her right arm Half to be like, hour. what is happening? What is happening? And he starts hacking away at her right arm apparently took four more strokes because the police report says five strokes total um because she she um she's done interviews about it and she's like i was holding on to him and then suddenly i was falling backwards but i was still holding on to him Mm. because her arm is gone yes so he does some chops and she thinks he's doing the chops because he's throwing her arms uh, away from her now there's no fingerprints. Now they can't ID her. Right. Yep. So he drags her to the end of a concrete culvert oh my and God. throws her 30 feet to the bottom of it. Damn. Where he assumes she has died from the fall. Yeah. And, and or will, she's will bleed out. Yeah. Both of her arms are severed below the elbow. Jesus Christ. Yes. She never loses consciousness she's awake the entire time and she like she talks about like i was so tired i just wanted to go to sleep but she made herself wow stay awake she takes the dirt that's like at the bottom of this culvert mixed with her blood to make mud okay packs it onto her arms to stop the bleeding that is ingenuity that i don't know to our arms list that i would have this woman, this woman, 
Um, so she she packs up her arms and then she proceeds to armlessly crawl up the 30 foot steep concrete embankment of this culvert thick thighs man to help her get up there some strong girthy legs she's a she's a dancer so she's got those strong dancer legs i will again remind you she's 15 at 15 i think i would have given up and died (laughs) i would have died i would have i would have wished for death yeah i also at 15 would not have gotten into a stranger's van well, times are different man. now, you know. We've 70s learned a man. lot. It, it took so, a couple of these mad choppers before people were like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe hitchhiking is not the thing. Yeah, to make sure you maybe get where you're going with all of your arms on. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every grandpa in Corona after this was like, "I'll send you bus money." Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Um. So she climbs up this embankment and she's like, "Fuck." I'm in the middle of goddamn nowhere. She has no idea where she is. She has no idea There's, like where to walk got no to. Google GPS. She can't nope. see her location. She hears in the distance what she thinks is traffic. Okay. So she starts walking Damn. and she holds her arms up to quote, stop the blood and muscles from falling out. Oh my God. As she walks, she says she's just walking. Yeah. We now know she walked three miles. Whoa. And she runs into the I-5. Well, she did actually hear traffic. Yes. Yeah, so she heard traffic. So she walks three miles to the I-5. It's not very busy. Baby, it's the middle of the night. I don't know. It's not very busy. She finally is like, oh, my God, there's a car coming. She starts to she by the way, she's 100 percent nude. Oh, my God. She's covered in her own blood. And, and she's got no Yes. So she uses her little nubbies to wave down this car. Oh my God. This car is a red sports car with two young white men in it. They make horrified faces at her and drive away. Of course they do. Fucking men. Ugh. No, what would happen today is people would pull out their cell phones, record oh, put it, on it and not call anybody. Make a TikTok. Yep. Yep. Hey, yeah. do one of those crazy dances that, that Charlie What's-Her-Face does. Oh, you can't. You got no arms. Yeah. Well, no. Can't do them. Can't not, do a renegade not, if you've not, got no arms. You're not going viral. Sorry. So the next car, which the reports, half the reports say is uh, like a, a couple, a newly married couple. Uh-huh. A- and the other reports call them two women, but never one said like two married women. So 70s. It, mm. Yeah. Um, but I assume these two powerhouse lesbians mm-hmm. are like, holy fucking shit, this girl needs help. Yeah. They, they, they're, that's the next car that passes. They immediately stop. They wrap her in towels. They like bandage her arms with these towels as best they can. They drive her to the closest like building, which ends up being an airport. Okay. And like from there, they call an ambulance. They get her to a hospital. They did all the right things. Yes. 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 So she uh, at the hospital again, she's never lost consciousness this whole time. She immediately gives the police such a great detailed description that the sketch artist makes such an accurate sketch that like within hours of it going out, Lauren Singleton's neighbor is like, oh, yeah, that's him. That's that's my neighbor with the creepy van and all the axes. Yeah. (laughs) And and the blood stained like backseat. Yeah. Um, So she spends months in the hospital. Yeah. Um, very sadly, in order to save what they could of her arms, they had to take huge chunks of muscles from her, her legs. legs. Oh, so she can't dance no so more. So she can't dance anymore. Yeah, but she'll never dance again. does she have cool metal hook hands now? This is what she I does. need to know. They're okay. not cool. They are cool. We're going to get to them. Okay. 
Anyway, so she spends months recovering in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but she comes out in time uh, to testify against him, like in his fucking face. Wow. At his uh, at his trial. Damn. Um, Objection. So this is this is playing on the jury's emotions because of her lack of arms. <laughs> yeah. He oh, his lawyer did legit claim that. Oh, I'll bet. Oh, wow. Yep. His lawyer did legit say, like, he's not getting a fair shake because of the media coverage. They, again, this happened Northern California. Yeah. His trial was in San Diego because oh. they were trying to find like an a impartial jury. zone, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Um, And his lawyer was like, this is, he's never going to get a fair deal. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck, no, he, he did it. Cut off a child's arms after raping her. Yeah, he yeah. deserves to, you know, yeah. go to jail. So, so he, she takes the stand to testify against him. He takes the stand. He tells some crazy story about how it, she's wrong and you shouldn't believe her because she's just a crazy woman. And he had two other male hitchhikers in the car and their names were Larry and Pedro. Also, your name is Larry, bro. Yeah. His middle name is Pedro. <laughs> Larry Pedro Singleton. Larry Pedro murderer. Singleton. Singleton. <laughs> Um. So yeah. So he claims that like he stopped at a bar and got really drunk, and when he came back, she was gone, but her clothes were there. But before that, she had taken money to have sex with all three of them. So she was obviously just a prostitute. So like, why do we even care, or why are we listening to her? None of that is true. Also, I like how his defense was that I paid to have sex with a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, buddy. Ooh, yeah. that's another crime right there. No, I'm not well, on trial not. for that one, am I? <laughs> yeah, nope. Your nope, on trial defense for... cannot be another crime was yes. being committed. <laughs> I, I couldn't have been killing her because I was having sex with her. I was I paid paying for it. to have sex with, with a 15-year-old. Yeah, so what, in what, what mar- a murderer confessed to such a crime? <laughs> I ask you, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Uh, he he, legi- he never admitted to any wrongdoing. He thought in his mind, I think he believes this is true, and he, in his mind, paying a 15-year-old for sex is not a crime. No, no. Not in the 80s yeah. or no. the 70s. No. So by March of 1979, he's convicted Gold. of kidnapping, mayhem, question, attempted murder, forcible rape, sodomy, and forced oral copulation. So you can extrapolate from that everything she went through. Yep. Okay. Yep. Also, mayhem. Yes, that mayhem. is uh, that is an actual... Uh, That's a real thing. Yes. I, no. I had to... It's a long story, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, it, that is a defense, or not a defense, but it is something you can be charged charge, with. Yeah, it's a charge, yeah. But the way that California laws were set at the time, it's 1979. Is that if you um, are Skeletor, you can't go to jail. You can't go to, is that you cannot, because it is attempted murder and not murder. Mm-hmm. Even though he's convicted of every single one of these crimes, mm-hmm. the most he can get is sense? 14 years and four months. Dang. That is the mm. longest the judge is allowed to sentence him because he's not, everything has to be served concurrently. Okay. He's not allowed to say like all these stack on top of each other. Got it. Interesting. Okay. So he, so he says, the judge said, uh, he at the end of the trial, he apologizes to Mary yeah. and says, if I had the power... I would have I would send him to prison for the rest of his natural life. But he literally cannot he do that. Yeah. Yep. Um so he spends 8 years in prison and gets out on good behavior. Where I imagine so he doesn't three, end his three life year, on good I will, behavior. I will remind you, 3 years to burn down a school bus barn. Yep, 3 years. 8 years 
for repeatedly aggressively raping and cutting the arms off of a child. Chopping off a girl's Mm -hmm. arms. Yeah. What happened to her arms? What did he do with her arms? He the like ju- threw them. Oh, okay. Away. Yeah, the jury uh, was he like, want- well, he did admit to the prostitution thing. So I mean, he's pr- pretty uh, he's, honest guy. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, you know, he admitted it, but he again thought it was no wrong. He never admitted wrongdoing. Jeez. He was never like, I committed a crime. Yeah, he never admitted that. Um. So as um, come as for me if you will, he man. <laughs> come to <Snake> so, Mountain. <laughs> um. So he, the whole time he's in prison, the eight years, he never admits wrongdoing. He never admits that, like, he actually did try and kill Murder this woman. Somebody, he's yeah. like, no, 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 no. It was Larry, which feels very If I Did It, the O.J. Simpson book. Yeah. Mm. Um, P.S. Mayhem is a common law criminal offense consisting of intentional maiming of another person. Yes. Yeah. Her arms. Being so that's, off. so that's mayhem, mayhem is when you chop off someone's arms. I yes, was driving Beast Man and Lockjaw in my Econo line. I refer to them as Larry and Pedro. <laughs> Pedro. <laughs> um so he so he's out in uh in just over yeah. eight years on good behavior and his uh psychological assessor at his trial to like get he's out like, on early fucked up. he says um this because because he is so out of touch with his hostility and anger he remains an elevated threat to the safety of others and they let him out they're like yeah but you know what oh, in jail but he's you a, a nice guy man. So because he is the mad chopper, he's been all over the fucking news. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're, he's out of prison and they're trying to set him up in parole somewhere. He, they're trying to find him a place to live, Good luck. you know? Good And every luck. community is like, absolutely nope. not. Like everywhere they tried to move him to, the community would like have like uh, protests and like they were like if you move him here we'll kill him like you cannot move him into our street justice justice, baby we will not do it so eventually the governor of California had to agree to build him a trailer on the grounds of San Quentin wow because literally they could not find anywhere else for him to live and he was like he has a year probation where he has to stay in the state of california and after that he can leave so for a year he lived in a trailer on the grounds of san quentin boy boy um so then uh so then he moves to uh so uh he's just he's dear living there and he's again having a psychological evaluation to be like is can we let go of his parole and his psych assessor said if anything i think he's worse now oh he's he's not taking responsibility he lives in a bizarre fantasy land and acquits himself each day he doesn't accept his guilt and he won't resolve to never do it again wow so every step of the way doctors are like yeah dude he gonna murder again and and everybody else is like yeah but you know what he was a nice guy yeah um, and probably, probably she was not his first victim. She was oh, the first no. one who lived. Yeah. Um, he also so had 37 he moves, little X's on an aeronautical map. Yes. So he moves to Florida. He's originally from Florida. So oh, he moves back there to we go. Now it all makes yep. sense. He's a merchant marine. Um, so he moves back to Florida. Um, tries to keep a kind of low profile, but uh, is pretty quickly arrested for like petty crimes. The, it moves to Florida, proceeds to fuck constantly and now you know why florida is the way it is today we've all learned something all because maybe because the mad chopper basically in florida basically inseminated the entire state and made everyone completely fucking insane he's matt gates father yeah um 
So he was arrested in 1990 for stealing a $10 disposable camera and did 60 days. Uh, he was then. All right. he, it's a $10 camera. No, no, no. But like, that's the crime he's doing? Yes. I gotta steal and then, take and then like, like six months later, or yeah, like six months later, he's arrested for stealing a $3 hat from a grocery store. Okay. And he tells the judge, I was just a confused, muddle-headed old man. But the judge knows who he is. He and does. he's like, I can give you up to two years. And he gives him two years oh, for stealing good. a $3 fucking hat. Fuck him. Because yeah. he can. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I like it. Yes. So he um, he stays living in Florida. He doesn't. He manages to not steal anything else or get caught stealing anything well, else, I guess. Job, I guess. And then in the spring of 1997, a a poor, humble house painter was working on a house mm-hmm. and he's painting and he looks over at the neighboring house and through the window, he sees a large naked white man repeatedly stabbing the unconscious body of a woman and calls the police. Good. You know what? I'm glad he didn't that just go. To do. That's none he, of my business. He tells the police. I can hear bones crunching. Oh, boy. As he witnesses the stabs. Yeah. This woman is Roxanne Hayes. She is a sex worker. Mm-hmm. She also has three children and was just trying to survive yeah. and provide for her children. He picked her up in a white, white van. van. He doesn't even change. Like, buddy. You know what? That and just goes to his delusion. He's like, he didn't do anything wrong. Yep. No. He picked her up in a white van. Their agreed upon was $20 to bone him. Oh, man. $200 for a blowy in your story. In 1983. Yeah. In in 1997, $20 to bone down. That tells you the sheer quantity of hookers in Florida. Yeah. Yes. Um, So he took her back to his house. His story that he tells that police is that she asked she, to be murdered <laughs> is that she went into his wallet and was taking more than the $20 they had agreed upon and then she brought out the knife so then he was just trying to defend himself and the house painter's like I saw you stabbing her unconscious body you stabbed her a bajillion times she snuck like, into snake mountain to steal my amulets man <laughs> um so he's arrested for murder uh, Mary, but, who's tried to keep a very low profile, flies out to Florida to speak in his trial. Good for to her. To be like, this man is a fucking monster. Yeah. Normally, and, they don't allow past crimes to be introduced like as evidence or talk about past crimes in trials unless you have real good reason. This, this feels like pretty good reason. This falls under the real good crimes reason. Ag- yep. Yeah. Um, so she uh, faces him once again, wow. which is like such a fucking um, power move. Because, Good job, Mary. Yeah, because he has been uh, harassing her the entire time. Oh, like he keeps sending threatening letters and she moves around and then he starts sending him like just to her lawyer and like threatening like I'm I'm coming back for you. Apparently at the end of the trial, after she spoke yeah. uh, uh, towards his conviction, um, he like as as she walked past him, he leaned over to her and said, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, I'll finish the job even if it takes the rest of my life. Wow. That's fucking, so, that's also, that's another goddamn crime. This man loves to I commit don't know, crimes. This is a crime. I don't know how, trial for other crimes. I don't know how he's out on parole as he's continuing to threaten this woman. Like, like I feel like threatening to murder somebody also with their lawyer, that's a crime. 
That's yeah. a crime. You shouldn't. You really shouldn't do it. If you're thinking you about really threatening shouldn't. somebody to kill them, don't do it. Don't Especially don't in a court, do don't do it with their lawyer around. And also, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. That's just a, don't do the murder. Don't kill. I people. can't give um, you legal advice. I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, just seems no. like common sense. Helpful advice. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the strength of this woman to come out and testify to face him again. Jesus. Uh, um, and so she helps uh, get him convicted. Good. She says she came because she felt the need to speak for Roxanne because Good. Roxanne couldn't speak for herself. Good. Um, so she helps get him convicted. The jury takes less than four hours to come back with guilty and death penalty. Yeah. Like okay. they're like, yeah, we're done with this fucker. And it's Florida. Yeah. So, so man, they uh, love a death penalty. Yeah, I mean, not because it's 97, so he was, he continued to file appeals and appeals. Yeah, I mean, you can. Uh, and, and a lot of his appeals were based on the fact that everyone just assumed he's guilty because he did this other horrible crime before. Oh, and yeah. And because he was witness to doing the crime naked. See, that's the thing. Sir, somebody saw you do it. Like, it's not circumstantial evidence at this point. This is direct yeah. fucking evidence. Somebody saw you murdering somebody. Mutilating a woman, which you've already been convicted of. And he's like, well, it's not fair. You're allowed to use the fact that I was already convicted of that. Yes, it is. <sighs> um. So he spent the rest of his life in jail. Good. He did die. I think he died in like late 2001 or early 2002 of cancer mm. in prison. Well, I hope it was painful. I hope it was ass cancer. Um, but he so he did die in prison, mm-hmm. but it, Florida didn't get the chance to, to light to kill him, him up. Um, so poor Mary, she had a lot of struggles, as you can imagine, yeah. dealing with all of this at 15 years old. And her parents were like, not great parents to begin with. They were in no way equipped to deal with this. Um, her parents forced her into a civil settlement with him and his family. And she was awarded $2.56 million, but he was fucking broke. He yeah. had no money. Yeah. So now so she never spent all that money on a civil case that you're never going to see money yep. from. And now you have to pay your lawyers. Yeah. Like, I, I think they didn't pay their lawyers, but I think she never saw any money. Of course like, not. she never got anything out of it. And she had to continually relive this trauma. Ugh. Um. And like I said, he's continuing to harass her for years. Like she's having, um, she has these awful nightmares and they're so bad that she like wakes up as she's like trying to run away from him. And she like, she has like broken her nose running into a wall or like she dislocated her shoulder falling out of bed. What Like she's having very visceral nightmares because of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, she uses all of this to push for uh, victims' right legislation. And she helps get a bill passed in the state of California called the Singleton Bill. You're famous. yeah, which is a great bill uh, to be named after, um, which makes it so that uh, you can impose longer sentences and you cannot uh, parole or early release someone who is um, who is convicted of murder or attempted murder if the case involves some sort of torture. Okay. Um, and it also added, so the mandatory, the minimum or the maximum they were allowed mm-hmm. went up from 14 years to 25 to life. Okay. So the reason you can spend life in prison for attempted murder in California is because of her. Oh, okay. Um, which I super agree with. Again, just because he did a shitty job at a murder doesn't mean doesn't you mean should you deserve any yep. less. Yeah. You wanted to um, real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, she, I think she's still alive now. She's had a very troubled life. Like she didn't have a lot of money. It was hard for her to work. She has the like hook arms. Yeah. Because she can't afford good prosthetics. Right. 
Um, and she gets married. It doesn't work out. She has two kids, though. And the two kids, like, bring her a lot of joy. She's incredibly close to her old mother-in-law, mm. like, filling a mother role that she oh. never really had because yeah. her parents weren't there for her. Um, and she turned all that creativity the from the dancing that she wasn't able to do anymore, and she became an artist. Oh, oh nice. So she said that she was never able to draw before she lost her arms. But after she did, uh, she spent Pollock a lot of time. She spent a lot of time with her grandfather, who was an artist, oh. and she uh, she actually she's like, I like to like fidget with things, which is weird because she has no fingers. Yeah. But so she and her grandfather originally and then her in her later life would like find a broken electronic, like an old broken refrigerator and like take it apart and then use the gears and stuff to like to like rejigger her claw hooks Mm -hmm. so that she could like hold a pencil so that she could move move it side to side as opposed to just up and down so because she couldn't afford good prosthetics she built them for herself nice ones that uh, like helped her create art which Mm -hmm. is what she does now and she even built a one that is like foam and pressure based so that she can go bowling fuck yeah bowling is the best (laughs) Yes, so that is really the story of Mary Vincent, survivor extraordinaire. Yeah. And the absolute shithead, mad chopper, Lauren Singleton. Piece of shit, man. Lauren Singleton. Yes. And don't forget Larry and Pedro. I think they were also in Oh, it. yeah. I mean, yeah. Larry, I think Larry and Pedro, I think they were involved and I think they live in his head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I think they tell him having sex with a 15-year-old child is not a crime. Not That's a crime. for a jury to decide. I think they did. Whoops. <laughs> well, they decided wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. that brings us to our beer. Which you probably need after these awful stories. Yeah. My God. So as mentioned earlier, this is called Mad Butcher IPA from Mankato Brewery. Um, it says Citra and Mosaic hops drive the Mad Butcher wild, and yeah, he was a real person. Um, and this American IPA delivers them in space. Wait, it says and yeah, he was a real person. So I have no idea who's who it the is. Mad Butcher. Now I'm gonna Google. Google. Uh, neither one of us cared enough to do that. And this American nope. IPA delivers them in spades. That's false. We recommend playing catch with a pig until he keels over, though. We don't recommend. Uh, just stick with the beer. It's not great. I'm not crazy about it. Um, um, you know, it's an IPA. It is, for somebody with the 6.8%, you would think there'd be a stronger hop flavor. There is I'm not. just expecting anything. Like, it doesn't taste like a whole heck of a lot. It doesn't, it doesn't smell that smell great. It doesn't smell that great. The, like, the, I, I don't know if it's if it's the malts aren't good or what, maybe they used a weird yeast to ferment. I don't know. I just don't love it. It's, you know, I, I had it. I took a sip of it and I'm like, this is not an IPA. I had a sip and then I was like, I waited. <laughs> you and I was grabbed like, the can in anger. I grabbed the can in anger to be oh, like, what no. the fuck is this thing? And they're talking about citron mosaic hops, neither of which I can smell or no. taste. It's just not good. Yeah, it's um, not a great beer. And no. I, I'm sad because I've had one of their other beers from my multi-pack. And they're also not great. So I think we're going to have four very yeah. subpar beers See, for that's, Mankato. That's why when we got our multi-pack, I got a yeah. uh, Firestone Walker because California knows how to do beer and they're go- goofballs out here. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, this you've is had good sh- local beers. That yeah. was not a winner. Also, I googled Mad Butcher. The only thing that came up were various actual butchers. So, there you go. so there you go. They uh, can't even tell the truth on their cans. Nope. So this they're is the liars. Show, this is the part of the show where I get to pick a winner. I hated both stories. Um, I don't like true crime. I don't like serial killers. Powerhouse lesbians, pretty funny. Uh, school bus barn rapist, pretty good. I'm just gonna flip a coin. Melissa's head. Uh, <laughs> 
Dumb friend is Tails. Uh, Tails. Vanessa Williams! Oh, yay! Yay! A win for the powerhouse lesbians. Yeah. Let's, real, let's, it's yeah. a real Powerhouse lesbians everywhere. You are the real winner today. Yes. Agreed. Well, <laughs> thank you all for uh, muscling through this very uh, painful episode. Uh, Pain- c- yeah. Come, we'll back come, come back next week. We'll probably have more ghosts. Yeah. So yeah. there'll probably be booze. Yes. And there will definitely be brews. So until then. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Oh.